Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. Before I start this week's episode, I just want to talk to you about Elias Software. Elias Software is providing high-quality tools and services, bridging the gaps between game developers, sound designers, and music composers. With a modern and fast workflow and deep game engine integration, Elias Audio Tools enable unprecedented creative control. If you're looking for real-time audio feedback for music and sound effects for your game, you want to check EliasSoftware.com and get on with what's hot right now. Game Dev Unchained is back at it again with your favorite host, Brandon Pham. I said that already. With our unofficial second host, Ray Graham. How are you doing, Ray? How are you doing What's up there? Up? What's up, man? I'm doing good. Hanging All out. right. So if you haven't read the title, uh, this is a roundtable news episode where once a month I get together with my good friend over here and kind of giggle about the game industry uh, on how well it's doing, how badly it's doing. Uh, the good and bad of it all. So without further ado, let's uh, jump right into it. Well, before we do, I always like to update with you. It's becoming kind of um, routine now. Uh, how are you doing over there? Is everything... We've we, we gotten through the Blade Runner fires. We're still trucking along with the pandemic. Uh, how are things? It's funny, the Blade... <laughs> That's only one day. It's only one day of like the, the orange Mars-looking... Uh... Mm-hmm. smoke outside uh but no yeah i'm hanging in i'm hang. i'm doing fine hanging in there um yeah i it's it's getting old at this point but we are still here and we're still trucking along and we still have jobs so that's that's <laughs> that's i think that's good yeah that's definitely from a privilege perspective over there uh <laughs> in the bay area a tech job uh it's definitely yeah. safer than most most of the world that's going through do you have any crazy upside hopes before this year ends? Do you feel like it's going to be more of the same? No crazy vaccine? Are you in any of that camp? No, uh, there's some news about a vaccine that they had to pause some trials um, because uh, somebody got sick who was part of the trials that was on the news today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't really expect anything to happen until next year, honestly. Yeah, it sucks, man. Well, always the uh, bringer of bad news. <laughs> <laughs> without without further ado still playing still looks good uh, fancy transitions yo well it's around it's around that time time of the year uh 
crazy enough, haven't heard too many crunch stories. Uh, maybe it's just well hidden. People are just so worried about just keeping jobs. But CD Red, especially CD Project Red, uh, last year uh, were confident in saying that they weren't going to crunch and they weren't going to do any of that shenanigan and they're changing the error of their ways. Almost to exactly <laughs> around crunch time when usually a AAA project does crunch, they completely forgotten what they just said. So um, there's so many ways to look at this. Of course, you know, they were battling uh, bad press at the time. Uh, and they're trying to kind of eliminate a lot of what they're saying by by uh, saying that they're paying for overtime, right? And Jason Trier, the, always, the guy who's always breaking balls in the industry, uh, pretty much said, no, that's not true. These guys were not talked to. They weren't given the respect, uh, the time of day that, the, that they're sharing these news in the public and pretty much are just crunching like any other game studio madly. Um, to the ships to a game that you yourself are looking forward to so as a fan of this game what do you say about all this man I mean how many how many six day weeks have you pulled Brandon in your career (laughs) after a certain point I stopped yeah (laughs) no not even like I, I think the last time I was crunching like that I actually pulled it back to six day weeks because they were actually mm. talking about doing seven day weeks. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, nah, I need, I need at least one day to bring that work that I'm not working to chill and, and relax before I start working again. Mm. Um, and I, I seem to remember that you were working with me on that project. So now people could put one and two together and figure out which one <laughs> it is. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much the last time I was crunching pretty crazy you know, and, and it's, it happens, you know, like, like sometimes things are not planned well or, or the things come up and, and you need that final push. Right. And it happens and, and it sucks that, yeah, they did say, oh yeah, yeah. We're not going to crunch the CD project red is actually known for that and known for some bad practices from the Witcher three game. Yeah. Um, and so they try to say they're going to do something different this time around, but you know, they're, they're making very big and complex games uh, it was getting down some wire. Game has already been delayed. COVID is on top of that. Um, so I imagine there was a lot of stress, you know, like, and I can't, as much as I don't want crunch to happen and, uh, and we need to do something about it. Um, I don't want to single out CD, CD Project Red because it happens everywhere. It happens all over the industry. On you, you, Do you think right now all the games are coming out on xbox series x and playstation 5 do you mm-hmm. think those those devs are just at home chilling right now enjoying yeah ice, i mean ice, that, ice cold drink wow, I mean, wow, I, these... that's that's, <laughs> that's an important note to say man like uh yeah, yeah. i i think i think a lot there's a lot of red herring going on where the industry yeah. is like suspiciously really quiet on layoffs and crunch uh, and I think directly we know that our friends are crunching and uh, <laughs> very scared about layoffs because this year has not been very good for them. Um, I, I the, think this year has been great for video games. It's been great for video. I think we kind of talked yeah. about this. Story. It's great for video games yeah. that have been out. But games that are were supposed to be out later this year have, 
I don't know, man. A good percentage of the people I talk to have been delaying vertical slices, uh, milestones, way more than like everything's fine. We're right on track. And again, this makes sense with the amount of parents who are teachers at the same time and uh, people who aren't used to working from home suddenly having to set up a home office in their bathroom, right? Because they never really (laughs) suddenly they have to upgrade their like eight year old computer, uh, which was bizarre to me to kind of hear. Like there seems to be more people with like crappy computers who are professional game devs like uh, ourselves that are just having shitty computers. Uh, Didn't know that. Uh, But that seems to be mostly the case. Um, And all that kind of is piling up. And in more cases than not, game developers are having a lot of problems um, just hitting deadlines and milestones. Mm -hmm. And um, in in result, a lot of games are being pushed back. I I do want you to help me settle with this debate. Uh, Like I've always in the like there was a certain time in my period where, like I mentioned before, where I said, no, no more, no more crunching. And that's it. Right. Um, and was, were pretty much safely respected in that way. Um, and never really been like wagged down with the finger from management saying that you, you got to do what we say. Right. Um, is that true? Do you feel overall, or do you feel people really don't have a choice in, in, in having to stay over time? And like, if, if for some reason they do their work in that allotted 40 hour week, uh, do you feel like these developers have a choice in, in saying no or yes anymore? Or is it just, I was in a small percentage here. I, I mean, I think you always have a choice. And I think in California, especially like, I think you always have a choice, but there's also a lot of external factors like, Oh, I feel like I'm letting the team down or, or everybody else is working hard. Why am I going home right now? Am I not a part of the team? Right. So there's a lot of external forces that make you say, yeah. what are, what more can you be doing? Yeah. I don't know. In, in order that to guilt, man, game? I just watched that guilt <laughs> with a cold shower. Dude, and a nice hot dinner uh, by six o'clock. It, like it doesn't, hurt me anymore like i know there's always the uh wandering guilt eyes right that that people give you when you walk out at 6 p.m like at a regular time yeah at a certain point in my career i just stopped didn't worry me i was like i'll see you tomorrow man should have got your work done see it but like it's it's that right like it, and i think there's a difference between crunching where somebody comes and tells you, oh, hey, we're doing six, six day weeks yeah. or seven day weeks, yeah. four months. And and you saying, what more can I shove into this game to make this game awesome? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I th- and I think that those those are different and mm-hmm. they should be considered different. I, I personally believe in uh, I don't believe even if uh, what more can I shove into this game? You're, you're probably also shoving in more bugs. Yeah, you're probably also hurting your health like even though your game may be awesome like you are you are doing damage to yourself and to your life and so maybe that's not the right thing but but i do think that's a personal decision that you're making right versus management telling you hey it's time it's time to do six day six day weeks Right. Yeah. Well, so let's go over the facts with CD uh, Project Red in particular, right? So the company, uh, a way to kind of fight, fight back a lot of this bad press again, because they went back on their word. Uh, they announced that they would be giving 10% of revenues to employees 
as extra mm-hmm. crunch bonuses, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That kind of got torn apart uh, shortly after. Um, you know, we were going through a lot of these tweets uh, from developers, but also a lot of from Jason Schreier talking to these guys privately, of course. Uh, a quote such as last week's weeks were our final sprint. And this is kind of like the public facing version of this. And this is when they said, hey, as part of these hard decisions, we're going to be in recent years giving 10% of annual profit. Uh, as our company generates in 22, will be split directly to the team. And then uh, Jason Schreier replied directly. Last year, the bosses of the project approached me for an interview. They wanted to announce to Cyberpunk 27. They would be avoiding mandatory crunch this week. They sent out an email to staff announcing studio one minute crunch. Okay. So that, that's the beginning of that story, right? But like yeah. um, when we go into the tweets and it's all <laughs> super crazy. I didn't read every single one. Of this long ass thread, man. But this is where Twitter is so effective uh, in in having conversations with people. But uh, it got into the nitty gritty of things, and in, in some cases, like he was talking to a lot of anonymous people. They were looking at twelve to fifteen hour days, five days a week. Sometimes Saturdays are mandatory. Uh, but on these days, I'm pissed off about. I have to remember, I'm the one who asked them for a job plus the money. So some people are kind of like. <laughs> Defending uh, CD Projekt Red, which is, eh, you know, the case is here. I I think also, I I think when you've crunched in the past at some places, you do get compensated sometimes, um, not just through bonuses. Like, here's the thing. We know that uh, we know that Cyberpunk is going to make some money. So if they're going to give folks 10 percent profit and share that amongst the team, hey, that might be that might be worth it. Um, all the work that you did over these years, maybe, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't see that game not selling, right? But then another situation, sometimes, you know, the game ships, goes gold, and you're gone for a month or, or you're gone for a couple of weeks um, to make up for all the extra time that you put in. Of course, it doesn't really make up for it, but um, but it kind of offsets it offsets some of that damage, right? When you get yeah. like, okay, I'm I'm working, but I'm away from work for for a month. Like, let me just chill out and relax now. That yeah, yeah. Like, uh, let me tear off your arm and give you some of it back. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the same I mean, argument can be said about that. You know? Yeah, I mean, if we're talking, but if we're talking profit share on Cyberpunk 2077, like, I, I don't think any of those devs are going to be crying about it. Uh, yeah, I think it's one of those come, things come where bonus, come bonus time, they're not going to cry about it. Yeah, but look at the incentive though. Like when you said incentive like that, it's a one and done type of thing. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. people in that area probably don't have a lot of studio choices to go to besides CD Projekt Red. You know, they're very popular in that region, right? And probably the only one that has that amount of uh, flexing that they can do, right? And command over developers nearby, but like. You're, you're essentially setting up a, a an incentive to stay just long enough. Um, like in my personal uh, story, right? You know, I've, I've worked on big franchises with mega game of, you know, top selling game of the year, right? And it's supposed to be these life-changing moments. Um, but even with that, it's more like, hey, I'm just going to do one more and I'm out. It, it, it like precedes an exit plan. No one wants to keep doing this over and over, right? Uh, it's a lot of the reasons why even Naughty Dog pump out these masterpieces. These games are epic and they know it's going to be of quality when it is out. But those crunch time just turns people out to a point where one or two games and you're done. So the it's it's the old old factory logic where like you, you 
you, you squeeze the juice out of someone's talent just enough and you recycle younger talent into into its place right and it it never seems to be like a a long-term deal <laughs> with with talent right and i think i think it's one of those like um it's hard to kind of see the big picture right a lot of these developers they look at one to two projects uh and and then they don't look past that right uh and they don't really pay attention to the older talent that's making an exit and so i i feel in the long term for a company the quality of games can go down right so cd project of course we know we we know that twenty seven seven is probably going to be a good game. Everyone's looking forward to it, um, and it's hard to make that other side of the argument because games like them, like Rockstar, like Naughty Dog, seems to be continuously pumping out these games with new, completely new teams at at some point, right? So I'm asking, I'm throwing this question over to you: Is like, will that formula? never stop working <laughs> to the point where they take a pause because it is kind of in a way seems to be working for them where they're taking that chance and opportunity for new talent to be cheaper and more refreshed to take on the next challenge what do you think yeah like i don't, I don't know i don't know is that what they're doing i have no idea Do right? just talk uh, just talk to any rock star people, man. Uh, it feels like not a lot of people stay past two games at most, right? Or three. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that only works as long as you continue to make games that everybody wants to work on. Yeah. Right? And so you're making these these big titles that uh, everybody wants to work on. And so you can continue to churn through people because you're like, hey, I, we know that if we turn to these people, there's, there's like people in line that would just die for the opportunity to work for us. You know, yeah. I think, I think you can say that about Naughty Dog. You can say that about Rockstar. You can probably say that about CD Projekt Red, um, where they know, Oh, I'm going to work on this game. And that this game is going to be the game that will suck all the oxygen out of the room whenever it releases. Yeah. And I could say that, Hey, it's on my resume. I worked on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your resume looks great now. Because you have one of those or two of those games on under your belt, right? Um, I think it's a huge advantage for for a game developer to say, "Hey, I worked on a Rockstar game, or I worked on a Naughty Dog game." You can work anywhere else after that. Yeah, like you you will you will get a job anywhere else after that. Um, so it's good for them, and the company is, is always going to make these. And but the, the, it's kind of weird now because the company's in that position now where yeah. it has enough money to take enough as, as much as much time as it needs to make a game that will sell and succeed. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and through that, they also churn through talent and, and, and jam even more in than, than what the team sizes can do. But yeah, they still end up being successful. And then they also have all the money behind them for the marketing because the marketing is a big part of it too, right? And so now, and then when they were game releases, that's the only game you're ever going to hear about during that time. And so now you get more sales that way too. Um, like it's the game would have to be a real big flop for it not to sell, you know what I mean? Because people are going to pre order and be ready and be lined up for it. Um, so yeah, so it works. Like, but I don't, I don't, and I don't know if it's, if it's a purposeful thing 
but I just think this is how it, it works, you know, uh, because of the, the pedigree of those games. So do you think there's ever going to be a change in that? And is this just how our industry is going to continuously to work? Because it seems to be yeah. no one's challenging it. Uh, like even Jason Schreier and all these people are always pissed. And then this, when the game comes out, everyone forgets about it and just say game of the year stuff. And well, then, yeah. And Jason's the same website that Jason works for will cover that game. Yeah. And celebrate it. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. They'll celebrate the podcast, but they also, they'll also have some articles that will talk about, crunch what's wrong with it, yeah. and, what, and what's wrong with it but it will it will be overshadowed by all the countless articles they're going to write about how good the game is right yeah or every not even how good it is but every aspect of the game and, and they're going to break it down and talk about it for weeks and weeks and weeks and that's all you're ever going to hear about they're going to be the same that's that's the exact same website that will do that uh so, so you know like I, you know why they have to do that because they have to get people to click on their articles and they gotta get and they gotta get the money so that's exactly why they're gonna do that right and well I, i'll explain my struggle recently i finally am like digging back in my steam library and playing through it right so i i popped yeah. open finally red dead 2 haven't played it right just been oh wow yeah. google yeah i'm way back and like that the internal struggle of a game developer and a gamer i was like wow I don't see how they could have made this game without crunching. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is this is no way. Yeah. Like it yeah, took them yeah. eight years to make this masterpiece of a game, right? Yeah. And I'm like, it would have taken them like pretty much like a full <laughs> twelve year cycle or more at crazy, normal time. Yeah. The crazy the crazy thing about that is that I hear about their tooling mm-hmm. and their and the process of building the game. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, man, that sounds miserable. <laughs> like, like the, the tools are bad. Oh, like the actual, the actual yeah. engine and editor and all that. Yeah. 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 The tools are bad. I can't even imagine and, that. Yeah. And then, and then the result that you see is like so amazing. And you're just like, wow, those guys were like suffering for years. And that's another uh, thing, man. That's crazy right. too. Like yeah. you would uh, like an open world game. So I made, you know, a lot of single player games with bad tools and it, it feels like it yeah. takes forever. An open world game like Red Dead 2 with bad tools, you know, like it would have saved them years. Just those like itty bitty programs opening up I would, all the time, would, every time, every yeah, day. I would, I would believe so. Right. But like, but then they can't like it's kind of it's the same thing I was talking about before. It's like they're still successful. They still make a whole bunch of money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the game probably took two years longer than it really should have if it had really nice streamlined tools that were built for um, iteration and artist artist iteration. But you know, who cares if the, if the end result is the end result, right? Yeah. Um, and and that's that's kind of what I marvel at because like, you know I worked on teams with bad tools and then people were just like, oh, these tools are bad. Like I don't want to iterate. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And then you then you look at Red Dead Redemption. There's is clearly really really well polished. Yeah, super. But, but then and then you hear the stories of how bad the tools are. You're like, oh man, how bad the tools were, how bad like, people how? were treated, how how much yeah. people burn out from the cycle, and yeah, yeah. And that's why, man. That's why they were just. Uh, it seems like the industry will always have this problem. Mm-hmm. Jason Schreier will always be employed writing these like <laughs> expose articles. Uh, it mm-hmm. hasn't really changed. Like even with the uproar, I mean, I would say this like last two, three years is all definitely a lot more articles. I think there's a lot more knowledge about crunching in our industry uh, with regular gamers. It, it seems to be a lot more coverage about this. Yeah. But in terms of change, like, uh, I, I 
I mean, I think people are more careful about how they talk about it in public. But internally, mm. you know, they're still doing things like I'm just reading this thread. It's like people are, you know, they're still doing six days a week. It's pulling and they're going to keep doing what they need to do to finish the game. Like it's not changing anything, but uh, but them being scared of bad press. I mean, there's really nothing internal. And, and until they start caring about what the real reason is for developers health and and benefits. Right. It really doesn't matter if. You know they're addressing it for other reason because it's only temporary, right? Right. But I'm I'm always struggling with this because it's hard because it's an entertainment creative endeavor. It's always going to have last minute changes. The deadline will always stay the same, and it's part of creative human nature to always try to squeeze whatever you can uh, to the last minute, right? So even if they had these great tools at Red Dead, they would have try to make up that time with other things that they kind of left on the cutting floor, right? You People have they to imagine. They'll, they'll put more things in, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People have to think about, like, of all the things they put in Red Dead, there's so much more they didn't put in because of time or quality or polish, right? Um, they just had to go with what was there. I don't know, man. It's just, it just seems like it's just a definite, man, if you're in the industry, you're just going to have to crunch. Uh, no one's going to be there to protect you except for yourself if you're, like, really... Super yeah, I, I think that's what it comes down to. You have to protect yourself. I, I think, uh, I, like I said, I think there's a difference. If somebody's telling you, you have to stay here and work, yeah. Yeah. or we're going to do mandatory six-day weeks and you don't show up, you only show up five-day weeks, and then people are all giving you side-eye and, and you're getting a talking to about it. I think that's a problem. Yeah. Right? But if it's, if it's like, oh, no, we're all in this together and I'm going to do extra work because I want X feature to get in the game because it's going to make the game awesome. I can't stop you from making that choice for yourself, right? Yeah. And and then and then there's the gray area in between where it's like I'm going to do that because I feel that is what is expected of me. Yeah, and it's the you. Yeah, like, you know, it like, sucks. Yeah, I think it's I think it's hard. I think it's hard, right? And especially and then New York at a company where where it has a legacy of making great games. Like you have to live up to that legacy. So that's extra, that's extra pressure on you. Right. Um, I think it's possible to make games that great without crunching and without doing all this and properly planning it out. Um, they exist. They're out there. They've actually been made. Uh, and we, I'm and trying we know to, that. <laughs> I know they exist. I know indie level, we, maybe, but like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think that, of AAA big project that hasn't been. And we crunched. know that. Yeah. And we know that uh, working those crazy hours is not good for you. So it's not really good for your it's productivity. Yeah. It's, not, yeah. it's not really good for the game. Not good for your uh, family or all, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we know that there's studies on that. It doesn't make you more productive. Like if you have more rest, you'd be more productive. But the game will just take longer and cost more. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's that choice you have to make, right? it's the it's the hidden hidden agenda that kills you as a developer right i i mean i'm probably always gonna be like I, if i don't want to crunch i won't crunch and there's really nothing on management that can do legally right if you're in like a comfortable country like the usa i don't know how poland is it's <laughs> i think it's like fuck you but like oh, no. it's actually not true right like in california okay. in california it's uh it's uh employment at will yeah Right. So they can fire you for any reason. Sure. It's a bad look, though. I don't think uh, <laughs> right, so. it's very hard to like force someone to crunch. They say no. 
they're going to have to find other ways to get you. And I think it's the other ways that kind of swipe at you that uh, is a thing of concern, right? So even if you like, you know, uh, stand up for yourself and say, hey, I'm no, I'm not crunching. I'll be here tomorrow. I'll see you. Yeah, at first, and maybe for the remainder of the game development of that project, you'll be fine. But they're going to try to swipe you through uh, yearly reviews, right? Saying that you're not a team player. They they ding you on salary increases. They ding you on bonuses. They do whatever they, may, they can. Yeah, they may, they may like still still pay you and, and give you a raise and all that. But you best believe whatever whatever discretionary bonus you're going to get for that game you work. Oh yeah. It's, not, it's gone. Yeah. It's you're gone. not getting, you're not getting a big piece, right? That, that or promotional opportunities that your, your peers are going to mm-hmm. get a better chance than you. So they, yeah. they, these are ways that like management trying to get at you. If you kind of push back and it's I'll, very, I'll, very much hidden agenda stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell a story about what happened to me one time. And this is at a different, like, I won't mention the company or the people or anything like right. that. It's just between uh, me and you, man. It's fine. I'll let you, I'll let you figure that out. I'll figure um, it out. All right. Everyone pull on Ray's <laughs> resume, a LinkedIn right now. We'll go through it together. <laughs> we'll figure it out. No, but I was, you know, working on a team. We're trying to figure out um, the, the discretionary bonus for, for the team. Oh shit! Yeah, you're part of that too. See, I've was, never been at that uh, echelon level uh, <laughs> where you get to decide as a lead where the yeah. piece of pie goes. Okay, but give anyway, me some glimpse here. Give I was I was trying to get my team a lot of the pie because yeah. I'm like, we're on schedule, we're on track, everything's getting done. We're engineers. We're, <laughs> we're, we're good. <laughs> we're good. So we should be getting hooked up. Yeah, and uh, answer I got back was like, "Oh well, no, your team doesn't really crunch. Your team's not here on the weekends. There's other teams here that are always here on the weekends and stuff." And I was like, "Yeah, because we're on time. (laughs) (laughs) We're on top. See, that's the biggest thing, man. Yeah." And and then I was like, "I was like, so how how do you reward that?" And the, the answer was the answer was which I thought was hilarious was we reward that because you get to go home. That's your reward. You get to go home and spend time with your family. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's that's messed up. But um <laughs> right? And, that's the attitude. Right? Yeah. right? That's the attitude, right? Like you're gonna leave home. Okay, so you don't need this, you don't need this bonus money. The people that here all the time need that bonus money because they need to be rewarded for the time they put in, even though maybe the time they're putting in is because they didn't plan, didn't execute, or are not on top of it. Right. Like maybe if that's the reason why, why do you get, why do you reward that? Um, and, why do you reward uh, yeah. last place? <laughs> it's what I <laughs> see. And this that, is, yeah, that, that's that essentially kinda, it. Yeah. The, yeah. That, that kind of stuck with me because I'm like, okay, so doing a good job is not really being rewarded. Yeah. Doing your work uh, on time. No, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah, uh, yeah, you didn't put the extra. Like the, you just confirmed, like ninety nine percent of the uh, of the grunts out there, their suspicion <laughs> of how the system works. You just completely <laughs> unveiled. <laughs> I mean, this is a flawed this is just one. This is just one anecdotal. Um, sure, story. but that that's the feeling. You know, you know, yeah. 
as a grunt myself, I've been in those positions where you can see how they are overly complimentary of people who are staying later. And this is the this is the effed up thing about this whole mentality of staying later is better, right? I was at a place where I'm always an early bird. I come in like at seven, even earlier if they let me and try to finish out by four or five if they let me. Do my eight hours in or nine even. Uh, try not to leave before five if I have to. Get my shit done and I'm out, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, the guy who comes in at 12 p.m. and stays at eight looks yeah. like the harder worker, therefore is rewarded, right? And so many, nobody, it's a game dev studio. Ain't nobody there at seven o'clock in the morning. Ain't nobody there that early. <laughs> but just that look, the appearances of staying yeah. late. And it's just, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just yeah. from college years. Uh, whatever that mentality is from, it kind of stuck with the game industry and always has been and always will be. Where if you're out before the sun is down, somehow you're a bad worker. Somehow you're not a team player, no matter how good you are. Wait, um, man, if, it was, if it was summertime, that's that's a long time. You're waiting for the sun to go down. But yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so I, I've, I've tested this theory, man. I've done, I'm done the reverse. I've showed up later. I stayed later. Uh, and in some cases, you know, less than eight hours. But I'm out at 7 p.m. and suddenly, wow, that Brandon guy is really <laughs> pushing it hard this week, man. You see how he's out there, he's crunching. Therefore, uh, he gets. It's such a backward way of rewarding people. And just what you said, man, it's like I'm getting my stuff on time. And like I, I think I've talked to Renato a bunch of times about this, where he's like, well, the guy who's staying late means he's not efficient i mean that's the only reason why he's late yeah. uh and the reason Maybe why he's he could also he could also be poorly managed he'd be also overworked poorly managed. sure 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 yeah. but there's inefficiency in that yeah. methodology right there yeah. um but somehow that in game industry is just so highly rewarded and mm-hmm. uh and again that lifestyle is kind of more towards single people right uh, towards younger people it's a demographic that's carved out to work like that and uh that's that's why we want to recycle the old all the time and bring in the new um and i don't think that's going to change the games are getting bigger bigger next gen i don't know if you've seen all the consoles uh it's going to require bigger teams more resources uh expectation i would say is like 5x uh, in terms of quality, or here's here's the thing: is if game dev companies are smart, it's really yes, the the demands are getting higher. The asset, you know, demand on asset and content is getting higher and higher and higher. You need to figure out a way to to generate that content cheaply. Yeah, and I and I don't mean outsourcing. I mean like procedural tools, better tooling, better iteration, so that you can generate a ton of stuff really quickly and then when you want to handcraft and make something great you just focus on that one little thing but then you have all this other content that is just generated uh procedurally and really put effort and um behind that you know yeah. and so and some companies are doing that some companies are really thinking about that like um uh what should we call it um ubi with like i'm sure they're doing some some procedural things with 
the with their open worlds. Yeah, yeah they yeah. probably are figuring. Procedural generation has been like a huge buzzword, especially from the environment art field. Like people's yeah. Like I feel like two or three companies in the last five years that I've been at, first thing that pops up in our first meeting is like, all right, how do we procedurally uh, generate yeah. environments uh, at will where level designers can just put it together like Lego blocks? It's like, hold on, man. <laughs> you no, can't but, just do but the way whatever yeah the way yeah. it gets it gets a bad rap right but there's yeah. different levels of that there's right? different levels of doing it but it requires like yeah. a freaking gta studio that's done open world correctly before to well, take that extra step to find the shortcuts you know what i mean yeah, i well, feel like there's a missing step in between that yeah, understands well, the pipeline of how that works i'll definitely say horizon zero dawn did it again did a good example of this where I don't know if you've seen the GDC presentation where mm-hmm. they did the talked about their vegetation on the terrain, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at that game, the vegetation is very varied and there's a lot of cool stuff, right? Um, do you think an artist went in there and hand placed every tree? <laughs> Hell no. Like they just say in this area, I want this type of tree at this kind of density, like show me what that looks like. And, and they relinquish some of the artistic control. Uh, and then the computer generates what the thing is supposed to look like because there's no way you can generate all of that data by hand. It's just impossible, right? Yeah, or but that's what I'm saying. That's, that's a that, seasoned, that is, seasoned that, developer. Like, that was definitely the first time they did a game of that size, right? That's the size. Yeah, I mean, that's the first time they did an open world game. They're mostly yeah. single player from Killzone. Yeah. Well, let's say mostly Killzone, right? Yeah. Uh, is there another big game that they made before Killzone? Maybe, no. but it's mostly it's mostly the Killzone games I, I know them for. Right? Yeah, mostly Killzone games. Yeah. So I mean, they came from a very singular narrative type of game, like Halo ish uh, with multiplayer, yeah. and they went to Horizon Zero Dawn, right? And yeah. but the the thing is, they've always been technologically advanced, even sure. for single player games. They're like always ahead of the curve of what's hot. Well, I'm yeah, talking about those. Stu- I'm talking about the studios are like. First game out of the gate, they're trying to like <laughs> re re revolutionize the way we make environments. Uh, at the first go with a new team, with all the problems that comes with creating a new studio and a new team, it's like, come on, man, hold on, man. Let's make <laughs> let's make that <laughs> let's make limbo or something like easy first. Let's make sure we can well, make a yeah. a simple game like uh, that. Those are the problem problematic studios that are always coming into these new generations with tons of ideas and basically zero experience in execution. Right, always a disaster. Never works out. Um, and rarely the what No Man's Sky like a studio like No Man's Sky like figures it out. But you know like. Like many, right? Took them a while. Took them a while to figure it took out. Took them a while. Exactly. It, they became while. an experienced developer first, and then they were able to promise this open world procedurally generated. That's what I mean, man. That's the step. You got to fuck up a few times first uh, <laughs> as a team before you get to this revolutionary. And I don't, I'm not opposed to it, man. I'm not like uh, – uh, because the problem, especially an environment artist is facing right now, isn't about – their jobs being replaced by outsourcing or any of that. It's really like, hey, you're one guy. Now I expect you to do 10 guys work, right? And expect the same type of quality, right? That's the problem. This gen, yeah. next gen. Not, not the same type of quality. They, they want better quality. Better quality, quality, right? Yeah. yeah. 
So that that's a fine problem. That means you're super employed if you're tech savvy and you can figure this out and you're adaptable, right? Um, I've also seen these type of games go in the opposite direction where not they're not asking for bigger teams. They know that's an impossible route. It's not affordable. They're actually gotten smaller. The core team, at least uh, on these AAA games, have gotten to hundred person type a little bit more. Uh, but like they are looking at co-development outsourcing studios to help with the grunt work or procedural generation uh generating solutions right that's what quad or both or, yeah, or both. both right yeah they're not looking to grow what was a 300 to 600 they know it's not sustainable the game if anything uh they haven't announced it to be more than 60 dollars. is it still 60 dollars for ps5 right or is it 70 dollars? no yep yep so it's, it's it seems like it's going to be seventy dollars. Right? That's not much, right? That's not much, anyways. But it is it, it should be. Um, so yeah, with those problems, crunching is still being a thing. I think that's what we started off with. Um, the the mindset of management is much worse. I think. Um, I think they're more cautious because of bad press, but in reality. I don't think bad press is doing anything <laughs> uh, to change how they operate. They just have to do a nice tweet or just hold on long enough for the game to come out. Like the only thing cyberpunk needs to worry about, about all this crunching is making sh- damn sure the crunching is paying it off. Like they say it would like right? the, well, the game has to be damn good. Well, they announced, yeah, they announced gold. The game has gone gold. Yeah. And yes, and yes. All eyes are on that game, right? Like yeah. it has to, it has to come out and knock it out of the park. And exactly. People forget about the crunching, right? Yeah, torches and um, pitchforks will be out if they made all these crunch, get this bad press. It came out and it sucks. Yeah. Right? The only, the only other way for to really make a splash and make a change would be for everybody that's going to buy the game to just not buy the game, right? And like we know that not that is, that's not going to happen, right? So yeah, I, I mean, like. These roundtable discussions are, I think every few times we we would talk about a current story, but I'm starting to get tired of talking about it just because of the fact that it doesn't really change anything. People would complain about how it's unright, but like, is the conversation needing to be had anymore? I mean, what's the point? I don't feel like there's a point. No, I mean, there's some teams out there that are trying to do do it the right way and not crunch probably find out i would go the extra mile if, and say all teams to, if they have to crunch they push they push the date you know like and and <laughs> I, I i i've seen this happen right but of course for some teams you have publishers you have limited money the date is not the date do is you know how i know when a new studio is made did when they're Press release says, "Hey, we're gonna change how we are, <laughs> how the industry is. We're gonna be a studio that does not crunch. We're gonna bring in diversity, <laughs> right? That's a press release of pretty much. <laughs> that's the press release of every new studio that comes out in the next five years, right? And what happens? Time goes just like CD Red Project. One year later, when crunching needs to be had, suddenly, you know." Their uh, what do you call it? A memorandum just yeah. thrown out the window. Right? I'm also I'm also not averse to hey this week for this milestone. Yeah, we have to crunch to get this milestone done. We gotta we gotta push on this, right? I'm not opposed to that, right? It's when you're like, hey guys, six uh, day week, 
you need to work. You need to work every Saturday for the next four months. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's for what reason? uh, uh, Yeah. I think this is why there's always like, although it seems pretty one-sided, there is a two-sided argument to this um, from all levels. Right. We keep saying, you know, the big, large teams are always encouraging crunch if the small teams too, like indie levels especially i think even harder know that they have to make up for their lack of people and well, they always that, crunch well for, for that it's it's different too because like they have skin in the game like, yeah they have percentage royalties like, like like that's that's just percentage royalties some in some cases that's their company yeah. Right. Right. And so, yeah. and, and so, like, it's all on the line here, and it's only them, and and so, yeah, they're gonna overwork. And we, you know, we know plenty of people that are indie devs that have their own company, yeah. and they have all they have all overworked themselves for sure. But like, but now you're overworking it for yourself, right? So it's a little different. That's a way different than again. Somebody's like, um, yeah. So what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, you're not. You're not doing that this weekend. Right. Like that's totally different than like you own that company and you're and you're you're working to your success. Right. And I think and on your project. Right. I think I think that attitude still is with the large teams because um, the owners are saying that. Right. The owners like for these 600 plus teams are like, hey, the skin is in the game. And if you want your benefits, you want this. Yeah. There's a there's an extra layer to that, of course, because they don't, you know, the grunts basically don't own any piece of it. <clears throat> but like, mm-hmm. it's hard, man. Uh, unless you're cool with jumping from company to company all the time, <laughs> every company kind of runs like this to at a certain point, right? So let's say you do jump ship, that ship most likely will reach a same breaking point where a decision has to be made are you crunching or not and uh i think in a very much same way you're just delaying the inevitable you're eventually going to have to come to terms of who you are who you want to be known as (laughs) by management i mean there doesn't seem to be a way around it i mean i was thankful to a certain point where i was cool with the consequences where like yeah I, i mean i'm gonna get swiped Right from the bonuses, I'll get swiped from any future promotion if I am looking towards that, which I call a suckered steal. Right, if you want, <laughs> if you want that carrot at the end of the stick, and I gotta wait two years for it, I'm getting my carrot right now uh, by getting a new job. Right, I can get that right now. Right, I'm, ne- I'm never like a guy who invests in someone else's future. Right, I'm like I'll make my own decisions. Yeah. create my own destiny here but a lot of people are stuck in that and i've seen so much so many people kind of hang up their dreams on the intangibles it's like if you crunch you'll see that bonus well how much bonus well you'll yeah. see it's gonna yeah, be for, life-changing yeah. yeah for me it was never about the bonuses right like yeah. um it's really just about doing a good the job. product yeah yeah and, and make it a good game and well, that's easy for you to well, say. The guy who kind of decides the bonuses. For you. Well, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, well, I'm talking. I'm talking before before, before all that all nonsense. That. Yeah, it is like you know, I I was young, single, and then mm-hmm. I could just and I had no friends for, other than the ones I worked with. So yeah, it was, was a 
hang work out. Was the, camping, work was the yeah. fun place to be at, right? Because yeah. that's where all your friends are at. And then you're just working on, on the game together until two, three o'clock in the morning. Like, why not? You know what I mean? What else are you going to do? Um, and then, you know, with age, you, you slowly start, you know, you have family and you have other things. You're like, oh, okay, well, this seems kind of silly. I don't, I don't want to do this. And then also for me, I, I also, I was having migraines and serious, yeah, serious some health, health problems, yeah. health problems. And I'm like, oh, well, this, this doesn't seem very good. Like this seems pretty stressful. Right. <laughs> so, right. And then you, they start reevaluating, like, wait, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? Well, let me okay, help me with this game plan then, right? We obviously yeah. know this is going to change. There's only a certain amount of period of your career where you're young and single that you can do this to earn your stripes at the company, right? Mm-hmm. If you were to give advice to people out here, if you were to look at your career, like, all right, you can do this for like three, four years, but you better have a game plan at the end of that where you don't have to keep doing that. What would that be to navigate through this industry? But, Get to an age uh, where you're comfortable. Get to a my company advice, that treats you right. Yeah. My advice is don't don't crunch for the company and crunch at your at home on your own stuff. I see. Side hustling. Yeah. It's the only that's, way. That's I wouldn't say it's the only way, but that's definitely that's something that I did. That's something I didn't do. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna crunch and put your health at risk, you better you better do it for something that's for your own damn thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. And, for, and, for, and for your own benefit, for your own learning, that's a good way to go. So this is the thing, yeah. I think I I, I sign off on that. Obviously, we are game dev (laughs) unchained. The podcast is named after that whole lifestyle, but uh, that that exactly, man. I think exactly what you're saying is is true. It's like um, the guarantees is what I've always had a problem with crunching. It's like if my boss tomorrow says, "Hey, this game is going to be number one," you know it, I know it. Right. Uh, if you do this much, it will equal this much by this date, guaranteed. Right. That's a different mm-hmm. story. That is something very tangible. Uh, but I th- most I bonuses don't work that way. Yeah, they don't. I, I think all of them don't. But I, I would yeah. say for there's at least five or six games where you know, if I bust my tail in this game, I'm I'm, I'm going to see six figures. Like you, you know that. Like yeah. they're just like there's five or six games. Yeah. That, that that are that. Yeah. Uh if you're not one of those five or six, well, sucks forget for you, about it. Right. Uh-huh. But but uh but for the most part, you know, you work on GTA, you know the bonuses are gonna be nice. What's the sacrifice? What are you what are you putting up? What you're willing to put in on the table, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's so so rarely the case, like you said, those games and uh <laughs> So you're saying 90% of the time it's not worth it. <laughs> if there's a what, thousands saying, of games saying, each year, there's only six games that does that. Yeah, more than I'm 99%. Saying, not I'm saying as, as somebody who is suffering from migraine headaches from working, yeah, uh, it's most definitely not work it, worth it. I, I, I like, have the period. same problem, dude. Period, period. It's just not worth it. Like your health is way more important than, than, uh, than some video game. Period. Like, and as much as I love video games, as much as I love the industry, it's not more important than my health. Yeah, you got to look long term. Yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah. Plus, you like you said, you want to put. I'm always. uh, I don't know. It's like an egotistical part. Egotistical part. Is that right? Ego side of me. I'll always want to put in work. (laughs) That 
I can say is rightfully mine. Like more so than just a glorified prop. It's like, hey, even as a lead, like you really have so little input on a game like freaking Rocksteady. Uh, not Rock. Well, Rocksteady games, but as well as Rockstar games like uh, Red Dead Two, right? Mm. You know, it's not. I did this part of Mexico. That's all me. It's like, hey. <laughs> Unless you're Sam Hauser or Dan Hauser, like I don't know anybody else from that game that is worth a damn. Even though, you know, they probably did a lot of evolution revolutionary things to it, right? There's very in the public eye, there's very little people that's involved in that game where they where you can say that game wouldn't exist without well, they do that on purpose, though, too, right? Yeah. Like, like when it is time to get all the credit, this, yeah. There's only there's only two people to talk to. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, right, so, so in that regard, it's not worth. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's never worth it, man. Like, if it's a great game, it's very few that actually share the spotlight with leads of that team, right? Um, it's not our type of industry. Uh, well, any entertainment industry is kind of like that, to be honest. Uh, unless you kind of grave your, you carve your own road path. But yeah, I mean, it sucks. Uh, I'm sure people are going to enjoy the game. Everyone's going to move on. Uh, that's just the, the way things go. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on to the next subject. I know we spent a good amount of time and we're, we're almost to the hour mark, but I do want to at least cover Amazon and what's going on over there. Right? So, I don't know where you were when Amazon was acquiring Twitch. They announced like they're going to go into gaming in a big way. I feel like you were the type that had doubts because, you know, game development's hard, right? I think I I felt the same. I think most game developers felt the same. And this is no hate on Double Helix, right? I'm from California. But when when Double Helix was kind of turned into... Amazon was like, eh, all right, this if this is if this is them being serious. Um, this kind of played out the way I thought it would play out. Multiple canceled games, no premier Amazon games that even made a glitch on their own platform, Twitch, which was surprising. It's like you guys really don't rig your system then if none of your games can hit the top 10 in, in viewership, right? Uh, and they're, they're still keeping on trucking. They're still investing. And out of the blue, they came in with Luna, um, which makes sense because they have, you know, cloud servers second to none, right? Um, are they number one out there with when it comes to providing cloud servers with AWS? They're, they're up there, or or yeah, I believe they're number one, and, and I think Google GCP is number two. I think, I okay, or, or maybe maybe Azure, Microsoft Azure is number two. Well, this is how crazy they are because I think at one point, if not now, at one point Netflix used AWS or their cloud server mm-hmm. for their streaming. Right? I don't know if it's the same, still true or not, but that's how big they are. Um, but Luna. Ever since they announced this in the past month, haven't heard too much about it. What are your thoughts about this? Uh, is this going to make a dent? Is this something? What was the point of this? Are they bored? All that prime money just rolling in? They don't know what to do with it. Why do they keep I, trying? I, I think, okay, I think it's interesting. I think this is interesting because one, 
uh, you mentioned about Amazon Game Studio, right? Um, they actually did release a game uh, called called Crucible. Yeah, it's and terrible. They, and then <laughs> terrible just, name for their first flagship <laughs> title. And, they, and I was, you know, like, hey, they released something, so that's, so that's 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 good. That's a good thing. Um, oh, but they but they finally they just announced that they're actually shutting it down um, right. this week. They just they just announced that they're closing up shop on it. Um, so it's like okay, so that didn't work out, right? Of course it didn't. <laughs> and maybe and maybe they just don't have the expertise in house and the the right management to make video games. Like hey, maybe they don't. Um, so now, what they what they do have though is infrastructure and internet and bandwidth and all of those things. So uh, jumping onto the streaming, the streaming chain and train and coming out with a, a streaming platform makes sense. You know, I, I, people, people that are into streaming are saying streaming is the future for video games. Like streaming video games is the future. Microsoft is going to be in the space. Sony probably will be as well. Um, we already know Stadia is in the space. Um Maybe it is the future. Maybe this is the way that you will get your games or, or a large portion of the industry will get their games going forward. And so Amazon wants to make sure that they don't miss the boat. So like, I, I think, hey, if anybody's going to do it, it will be people with a lot of server infrastructure at their disposal. And so Amazon, Google, Microsoft, that all makes sense, right? Uh, I feel... <clears throat> I feel very, um, <laughs> I feel in a very certain way how kind of when VR came out and it was on a hot streak, everybody and their mom suddenly have a VR set. And it was kind of like to kill the competition by confusing the market. Like I felt like that was the strategy for a lot of these companies, not to be number one, but to confuse the market where no one becomes number one. Uh, and somehow Facebook kind of pulled ahead and, and, and tra- finally getting some crazy traction with Quest, right? In the very much same way, like suddenly everybody has this streaming service for the same games, essentially. And xCloud is the only one that has like a strong enough library and seriousness behind it. Uh, you don't think so, man? So, come on, Stadia's ain't shit. Uh, PlayStation has a strong library, but they're like three months behind any new releases, right? Uh, at best, because their their release game is so hot, so it's not like a true streaming only streaming yeah. device, right? X XCloud is going to be the same way, though, right? XCloud is just going to stream whatever's on Game Pass, and like Game Pass is a great deal. Like, don't even get me right. wrong, Game Pass is a good cheap deal, um, but the Game Pass library isn't exactly. Not great yet, but they have the most modern and amazing games, right? No, they, have all of, they have all the Microsoft first party, but Microsoft first party day one releases the I, I, the I, EA I, EA stuff. I, I ain't waking up out of my bed for no Microsoft first. Party Not yet. Release. I mean, they don't have the star power of PlayStation games for yeah, sure, right? Yeah, yeah. But with the EA Pass, EA Play, all the EA games, all the Zenimax games, that's soon going to be in there. Mm-hmm. They are a clear leader, at least for streaming. Out of all the streaming services, they are the clear leader of if you're going to get something. In terms of content and the amount of content, yes. For the price, too. So Luna, the third weird brother, 
<laughs> that's coming into this offers nothing new, right? The, well, you know, their screenshot is showing a game that is available everywhere else. It's like this well, is a one chance to show what's special about them, and they can't do it. Well, let's um, well, let's, well, let's be real for a second, right? Because with the streaming stuff, the one thing that Luda I think is doing right is I think right at the gate, it's working on your phone, right? Yeah. So that's something that Stadia was and next game was, was delayed on. It's like, oh, you want Stadia? You can only use it on your TV or on a laptop. Uh, yeah, and then people are like, wrote it out, well, uh, down. this yeah. this this whole play anywhere. Like, why can't I play it on my phone if I can play anywhere, right? So Ludo's like, no, no, you can play on your phone. And then they partnered with Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. So so Ubisoft games are going to be on Luna on, on, on Luna as well. Like, that's their own little separate channel. Are they going to be on Apple devices too? Because uh, xCloud isn't. Amazon has a special relationship with Apple for some reason. Well, well, your boy, your boy Phil Spencer said something about that um, this week too, about how how uh, XCloud will for sure be on on iOS, Apple devices. right? Yeah, yeah. They have yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you really see Amazon somehow just playing, sticking it out, and somehow? Uh, like I, I think all of these, what all of these things are doing is just proving out the tech. Proving it out, proving out the market, getting their feet out there. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not the winner today. Uh, Maybe somebody else will come up tomorrow and be the winner. But they're 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 at least staking out and innovating, trying to trying to see what what they can do here. Um, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting from the aspect of like, you know, we're talking about these new consoles about to come out and, and they're all sold out and you had to pre-order them and they're all, yeah. you know, $500. Wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to pay the $500, you know, um, when it, <laughs> when, when it, dude, I get offers every day to download uh stadia and I, I'm not touching that. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, so. but if you look at it from the perspective of say like the, the platform holder too, it's like, Hey, I don't have to make, I don't have to make the consumer hardware, right? I can actually make really good hardware that is scalable in a server blade in the infrastructure that I already have, right? Get economy of scale and then and then provide you a service of downloading these games. And then for the gamer, it's super convenient because like, boom, 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 you're playing, you're in the game immediately, uh, no loading, right? Um, there's a lot there's a lot of good right like i also think yeah there's a problem of devaluing the, the value the of games yeah. and and what what money is the developers going to get out of this and like what is the deal right i think stadia's business model is good to good for developers but it's a terrible business model for the consumers mm-hmm. right um i think uh, luna is going with a more uh, they're ten dollars as well right ten dollars yeah a month. well they're they're going with more like it's ten dollars a month for i don't think you have to buy the games i'm not sure six dollars a month during its early access yeah and i don't think you have to buy the games i think the games are just there right so they have to strike these contract deals with the game developers to get them on service so their service will probably have less games than say stadia maybe right because they have to strike these deals right um so we'll, we'll see and microsoft is going to be the clear the clear content winner content winner right yeah. but, but I, I have no idea like in practice how how well stadia will will do right um stadia we'll is ugh. let's see 
Sorry, I said I, I meant xCloud. I have no idea how xCloud will do, but um, yeah, xCloud will stick with it because it seems like, and they reiterate many times that that's their future. They already know they're they're second to Sony when it comes to content, and they're doing their best to kind of equal that playing field. But they're more about like quantity at this point than quality. Yeah, and that's a fine. Well, they're going the other way, right? They're going. They're going the other way. They're carving their own path, which is smart. They're going with priority. They give you a, a ton of different types of games, tons of, tons of different types of experiences. Kids can play. Adults can play. Yeah, they're giving Microsoft us a first pay. party. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Sony's fine dining, which is fine. Nintendo's <laughs> kind of like in their own playground, doing whatever they want. I was. I'll say. I'll say Nintendo's fine dining as well. Like, like okay, but, okay. But, but fine dining. Fine dining in terms of gameplay. Right. Which what? Which is what matters. Right. Uh, if you if you ask me. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Nintendo will always be there. Yeah. They're never gonna go away. Um, they have yeah. such great content. Stata again. Yeah, I think Amazon's just doing because they have extra cash. It makes sense. It probably doesn't cost them any much more money to kind of free up some computers <laughs> for running this stupid program, this little pet project, right? Uh, they know. Also- they know it's they need to be a vehicle. part of the future. Yeah, it's also a good vehicle for your for your dev team. It's also a good vehicle for uh, your game engine. It's a good vehicle for for Twitch. Sure. It's like, like, I, 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 Amazon confuses me because <laughs> they are the one of the richest companies in the world. And at first, when I thought they were creating a game studio, that that game studio would be the most spoiled game studio in the world. <laughs> but it was the opposite. So we know game devs from that studio and they're like counting pretzels. And well, it's not that bad, but it's like for cheap. Right. And it, it reflects the the master of that company. Right. Bezos. He's the cheapest mofo. <laughs> ever uh, right. i don't know yeah well i maybe, feel like maybe, i know <laughs> maybe i'll work at amazon sometime in the future so i i can't i can't make it well i'll say this they are cheap so prove me wrong right pay me double <laughs> but like i will say this right <clears throat> they know they need skin in the game they will stay as long as they need to uh like all the industries they're a part of right um they have enough cash to stick around and I don't even think they have a clear strategy of when to really take over and try to be number one. They're just going to let the whatever industry they're in, let's say the game industry and now cloud uh, streaming, um, kind of eat itself up. Right. And just have uh, very much the same way that Apple is kind of, you know, they stole their model from Amazon trying to roll up all in one subscription. Right. They're just bettering prime right so to them is it, a great uh uh additional service for their prime subscriber to one day maybe even up prime subscription right um that's their number one driver so it's a fine strategy they'll make money in that way they're not really looking at it to compete to be number one whatever right um even with twitch that is the number one streaming that by far still, but, you know, getting somewhat competitive. Um, they bought that, right? They didn't become that. So uh, Stadia is just, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I have a hard uh, time believing that five years from now, we're still talking about Stadia because they don't even provide updates. Like they don't care. Like this is a pandemic year. This is where everyone's at home and looking 
towards the game industry or any other entertainment streaming services to kill their time and they haven't released shit nothing buzzworthy nothing data worthy like this is the time they should be killing it right now right they've they've done some uh some stadia connects or whatever you want to call it like they've done some updates some video updates right but they have not really moved the needle i agree i i do i do think that they're holding some cards close to their chest. I, I do think that yeah. that they're holding some stuff in, and then they want to come like and make a big splash with whatever the next thing is. And then after that big splash, after that big splash, if it flops, it's a wrap, right? That's yeah. that's why I think is the current situation. Well, the the next big announcement might be their last, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah. hit it or miss it. I agree, yeah. man. Holding their chests and I would say and I would say that uh, and I would say that with the announcement of Luna, you don't they're not really seeing that as competition, they're more see it as a curiosity. Valid, no, validation. That that's the future. Yes. But they're I don't know, <laughs> I don't know man. Amazon and Google is in the same camp, even though they have a, a lot of your your friends over there from the Ubisoft camp like legit game developers i still put them in the category of tech people trying to make games and they don't understand well i think that's i think that's google like you're describing google right but um but i think that's why they hire those people right because they're like hey we don't know what the hell is going on with video games but y'all do so let's like y'all y'all need to solve but that's why i put google and amazon the same thing right because they try to hire you all know what what this industry is about but all i'm hearing yeah. from the other side is like we really don't know what's going on <laughs> because all the announcements yeah. amazon's been making games for five years right more than that. it's more, more than, than that seven eight that. years now it's from their first time that. they acquired these studios and after twitch right you yeah, maybe look it up yeah you look it up but dude like that's a Red Dead Redemption <laughs> release, dude, dude. It's been it's been eight years. Eight years, dude, is a long time to have nothing to show. Yeah. Right. I would well, say I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Like they've shipped some games. Uh, I'm actually looking at the games they shipped. They've shipped some games. Like you, you don't care. I'm gonna name them, and you're like, what? I don't know. The, the only one that is probably the one that we do know is the Grand Tour game that was released in 2019. Grand Tour. You know, the Grand. Man. You remember? You remember the Grand Tour? Uh, the British uh, car car show. Oh. Uh, they, they made a game. They made a game uh, based on that. Well, I I'm in Crucible. Or- Crucible shipped. Crucible shipped this year. Oh okay. my god. Oh uh, canceled and then new world new world is about to come out next <sighs> just stop guys like there's a certain point where i mean I'm just... if you're just hiring these dudes for charity i'm thankful you know you have all our game developer friends still still having jobs and benefits but like at a certain point it's like be be responsible and let these guys have something on their resume with putting on and have a chance <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this making any video game is a feat yeah um getting any game out is is something worthy of worthy of, it's an accomplishment it's worthy to be on your resume because it will get you another job no matter how crappy that game is you're, you're like hey i made a video game that will get you a job somewhere 
Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it doesn't get you a job with Naughty Dog, but it gets you a job somewhere that will then get you a job with Naughty Dog. Maybe, right? Like so. So that's how. All that's right, how man. I, that's fun. That's, that's how, a very that's optimistic. That's, that's a very optimistic to get through a crap game. I I, I definitely <laughs> highly uh, suggest. I've, I've seen people like that. I've seen people go through that. Yeah, they have a lot of crappy games under their resume to no I've fault of their own. Man. I've been there. I've worked on crappy games, man. I've been to there, get and, uh, get to the next step. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, it sucks, and I'm sorry, <laughs> Amazon and Google employees. I wish you guys the best, but with eight years and with Google Stadia, what three, four years now, you got nothing to show. And I'm just gonna have to agree that management doesn't know what they're doing, uh, or not paying attention to what the industry is I, happening. But with. you also know, you also know, making video games takes a long time, so. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a long time to amount to nothing. <laughs> Dude, nothing's worse than building a mountain and looking back, it's like, that's a crappy mountain, right? It's <laughs> it's, it's just the most hey. burnout destroying thing for a game developer. And I just feel like, hey, hey if you're going to waste your time, waste it toward, like, I'd much rather you crunch on Cyberpunk. Right, that's this is where the argument is. If there's two sides to the coin, and you're gonna crunch on something, at least crunch on something that's gonna be celebrated <laughs> somehow. If you have that yeah. choice, all right. And I think people choose convenience, uh, and at some point, it it kind of bites them in the butt. Like it, it kind of hurts them in a way because you, like I imagine. And I'll end, I'll end it with this, right? Amazon and Google, all these guys went over there. And I will say this through comfort first. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not like, wow, Google has this tremendous reputation to put out quality products and sticking with it, right? That's not Google or Amazon. Oh, no, 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 I, I, I no. think Google has, no, Google has a reputation of making really, high quality things that people want to use and then when they cancel them that's why people get upset that the thing got canceled because yeah. it was good right so so but they do have a reputation of canceling things that people use exactly that's that's what i would say is definitely what they do so all right and the same thing with amazon right so like yeah, yeah there's a reputation where it's more about the money and comfort, which is a fine place to kind of, if you're like burnt enough where you're like, Hey, I'm just looking for a place to kind of plant my flag for the next five years for me and my family, family for some stability. I celebrate that. That's cool. But let's be real, right? That's, that's what you're there for. And, and that's completely fine. But you know, at some point I think, I think I'm only saying this because I know a game developer, if you're a true game developer, a part of you yourself is always going to be at pain going to work, knowing that this is not a great game. <laughs> and that kind of kills the creativity a bit, I think. And that I feel like brings down the industry a bit because it kills a lot of creative people spirit who's just done with it and just trying to see yeah. the end of the day. Right. And at, uh, yeah, it, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the industry, the best, best, best games in the industry are only like the top three, top four, <laughs> 5% of the industry, maybe if that. Yeah. Um, and the rest of them are not the top. 
Yeah. But you still are making them because like maybe you could you carve like out them. your niche. Yeah. Maybe you could carve out your market. Maybe you can just be successful doing the thing that you that you love to do. Right. So yeah. I I like I said, I've been there, man. I've worked on some bad games where I'm like, I know this game would be bad. And I, <laughs> I, and, I and I think and I think I think you were even in the studio. At the I'm, time pretty, I'm pretty like, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking from truth here. Yeah. Where, where I'm like, oh, man, this game would be bad. And like and then I like bounced like got yeah. out of there right um, that's what i mean i respect that <laughs> some people some people don't have that option though sometimes and then i've also worked on bad games that were just bad and they shipped and they were bad yeah uh and i knew it makes it yeah. you know um, but then also i learned a lot in that process right so it's like what do i get out of it yeah. so you know matters too right well, let's all right. Let's end it with this. What's your prediction here? You 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 kind of put out a very interesting point where Stadia is building up to a grand announcement, and it's a make it or break it moment for them because I I really do think they don't have any more chances after next bus. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think Google has that much patience uh, anymore. Yeah, Not seeing I, anything. Yeah, I don't know if Google has patience or if Google's willing. How much money Google's willing to lose on the thing? Yeah, but I I just know. Like, I just feel that they have something like, okay, here it is with all the features that they promise. Here's an example of why this thing is cool. I think it does have a lot of, a lot of cool features. Uh, they just have to show it in a game that people want to play. Um, and then maybe they could turn it around. But I'm, I'm not, I'm just not sure. I'm going to say, I'm sure it won't be good. <laughs> You can't, you can't, you can't just come up with a Red Dead Two. There's a, a track record that kind of led up to it, and well, they need yeah. a Red Dead Two equivalent to be great. I, I I don't know if they need that first. Like they just need a good game first, man. They need a good game that they made internally <clears> that, that shows off why Stadia is a good platform to play games on. That's what yeah. they need. And it, like Red Red Dead, yeah, nah, man. Like you know how much people worked on Red Dead, man. You know how long it takes to make. Nah, they just need to make a good game first. <clears throat> this is a, this is the frustrating part, and I know I keep saying I'm, and, and I know you're tired, right? This yeah. is the frustrating part about game development. I really do feel in any type of creativity, somehow there needs to be that danger of accountability of losing your job, that pressure to somehow come out on the other end for with something great. I don't know any games that was made through comfort and just plain love and great benefits. You know what I mean? I don't know any game that's actually been made like that. And so that makes that argument kind of hard. And I feel like Google and Amazon, even though Amazon's super cheap, those tech guys are so comfortable. And this kind of goes with Facebook too. Facebook as a product has dwindled as a uh, in quality because all you hear about Facebook employees is that it's a freaking zoo and gym. Uh, like it's a playground for adults. Like how are you going to get anything done if you're at the buffet all day? Right. So there needs to be some kind of danger and pressure for creativity to kind of thrive. And I, I don't feel like these tech companies, any of these tech companies can, can have proven that any of these well-fed developers have pumped out <laughs> a good product without pressure. I would say this, like all these tech companies may have all these creature comforts like that. Yeah. But I, but I, in my experience, I see, I see most tech people don't even 
partake in those creature comforts for yeah. for the most part. Uh, they, they, you know, well, they, they'll they'll partake of the food for sure. Yeah, but uh, but they <laughs> but they won't partake in all the other nonsense for the most part, or because it's you know it's it's about the work. But I do believe they are not subject to the same deadlines and the pressures. Do you a, do you think that plays of. a factor in a great game though? Or is it completely a myth? I, th- I think a deadline allows you to concentrate your efforts, right? Because if you never had a deadline, you don't need to concentrate your efforts. Yeah. And, and so uh, deadlines and, and time constraints help crystallize the idea faster because you have to, you have to, you can't mess around. You have a right. limited amount of time. It's a focus. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I, I think that that helps in making a good game because you have some sort of deadline. Um, but then also the, the great, 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 great games that we talk about have uh, have the luxury of having money where they can take even longer mm-hmm. to make a great game, right? So they have even more time to really... And I think the time, the more time that we're talking about here is just more about polish and putting more things in rather than uh, crystallizing up the idea. Like they get the idea down. It's like, okay, now we have to just make a ton of content and polish the hell out of it. And so mm-hmm. you, need time, you need time for that always. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's my thoughts on it. Like, you know, uh, I've, I've worked at a tech company before I work at a tech company now, I, I could say. Um, but, but I know the, uh, I know the pressures of, of game development. Right. And, uh, yeah, I, I think if there's too much pressure, you don't make anything good because there's just too much pressure. Yeah. Uh, but having a deadline. Gives well, you I, I, so what I do <clears throat> Is I'll I'll string this on you and make this yeah. personal for me first and personal for you. Yeah. There's a 21 year old Brandon that I compare myself to, where <laughs> that guy will go to the end of the earth to push out the product, versus now where I know kind of the limits of the earth, and there is a wisdom that comes with it for sure. And I am a better artist now than before, but there is some kind of hunger driven quality there that i feel that creatively that that version will beat me in terms of from from start to finish right there's something there and i feel like maybe if you can kind of share that insight because i feel like 21 year old gray who's ray's super hungry and stuff there's a there's a there's a limping quality to that where in the same yeah. time period, I think yeah, the, the hunger the is crazy. I think the hunger is what makes you do do what you do, right? Crazier things, yeah. And, and you're gonna go and push yourself harder because you're you're hungry for it. I'm not saying that I'm not hungry for it now, right? But you I'm have hungry. other comforts. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for. I'm hungry for different things now. You yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like all this talk that we're having here myself when i was 21 when i was 21 you kidding like i was still in school when i was 21 right like, and i would and i was all-nighters like no problem all the you know, time like yeah. all the time you know because that's what you do that was what, what was life that was the whole point yeah yeah well i'll uh i'll you know we're we're pacing well, well past the hour mark i want to thank you again uh we made this all about crunch but it is a thing that at some point man i need to sit down and write an essay about because i don't know where i am with that yeah. because as a creative i feel like it is necessary as part of the secret sauce of game development and i just need to do some homework about are there games out there that actually required no crunch but became game of the year 
right? Can't think of any. I would say game. I would say game of the year. But one of the great games of all time. I I, I do think there's there's some games out there that that are really good that have not been made with crunch. People, some people talk about it on on Twitter and stuff, and like, oh, the game I made, you know, doesn't we didn't crunch, and this is what we did, and it's pretty cool game. it's, yeah, it, but like, that's not most, a pretty most cool those, game. Most of those, most of those cases are not a game of nine hundred people working yeah. on a big open world game. Like it's I'm, just, look, it's I'm just looking, I'm looking at not, that. It's like, just not going to happen. Yeah. All right, so you know the Lakers just won, right? Yeah, and I'm dragging this longer, but I just want to say, <laughs> a Kobe, LeBron, any great sport athletes are not just doing enough <laughs> to become who they are like i just can't think of any greatness that does the bare minimum hours a week of a athlete or a game developer and just here's my, here's my argument here's my argument against against that yeah pick one of the scrubbiest nba players that you could think of uh-huh. that dude would embarrass the hell out of you right <laughs> NBA but players. that's not great. This is better no, than no. average. <laughs> no, 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 not better than average. You, you, you are far from average basketball player. Like you are far below average. Right? Oh let's be real. man! No, let's just be real, right? Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. Then, and then NBA players are all above that. No, super superstars. Like they're yeah. all superstars for basketball because they got to the NBA, right? Yeah. And so then when you think of the gap between yeah. the scrubbiest of basketball players and like LeBron James and Michael and Magic. And and yeah. some of it is also, those guys are also genetic freaks. Okay. Right. So that definitely plays into it, right. That allows them to be to, to the focus, focus on the craft and be above, above the, above the other. So some of them rolled the genetic, the genetic uh, lotteries. Yeah, lottery. yeah. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean they didn't work hard. Of course they worked hard. Right. But they also got some some genetic help to make them freaks of nature. Right. Um, and they also some of them have mentality that helps them push through some of the pressures. Right. Um, but I would. Yeah, I would never I would never say that. Some other basketball player who's not Michael Jordan was just some scrub who's not trying hard. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Like all those but, guys, all those guys are trying very hard. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that makes sense. Like the hard work does play a factor, but then that doesn't take away from people who are not great that does hard work as well they just exactly. don't have that extra element to it and so, so i so guess I, so I think I think, game, I think it's possible i think it's possible but we just hear the bad the success stories are always about somebody crunching and putting in the extra work and we don't hear about the people that are like oh yeah we didn't crunch we made a great game well you know what ray i'm gonna start and changing that trend i'm gonna do <laughs> average amount of hours each week <laughs> average amount of work and then when my game is out it's going to be above par and i'll, I'll be able call to out, call out, out. On t- call out on twitter and see what what responses you get i'm sure i'm sure there has to be somebody out there I, I i do remember seeing it but i just can't remember what games it was that means it didn't exist dude you're just dreaming <laughs> Well, I want to thank you for your time, man. And this is a, I will do some homework. I'm going to look at some games because it's time to kind of change the narrative of this. I'm, I'm tired of seeing Jason, even though I love his expose articles, it's just getting tiring seeing how the industry hasn't changed. And I'll just, I'll say this, like he ain't, he ain't doing an expose on some other companies that are crunching that nobody's ever heard of. Why? Because nobody's ever heard of them. They won't get the clicks. Like he's, he's focusing on the games that he knows. The big will ones. Suck, will suck the oxygen out of the room. will elevate his position. People will click on the link. 
I know. We know. I, we, I we think know what this is. Right. I know. <laughs> that's true. I mean, it's it's self promotional for sure. Yeah. And um, I wish. I think. I hope by the end of the last Game Dev Unchained episode, I'll have this answer for the industry where there is a somewhat of a formula where you don't have to crunch, where you don't have to do all this crazy stuff that seems to be mm. part of the formula. Um, hard work doesn't also mean overtime, right? Hard work can be just eight hours of hard work. Uh, mm. And I just want to find, because I'm always in the middle of this, I can't definitively say, just do your eight hours and your game's going to be great because we all know at the 11th hour, there's just some things you just got to put in and you're just going to have to push your team to do it. Uh, otherwise, you might get canceled, right? Uh, yep. I don't know any way other way to say I mean, it. But. Yeah, I'll say on, on when I worked on Square Cell, that was the least amount of crunch I've ever did. Mm-hmm. And like it ain't no Grand, Grand Theft Auto or no Red Dead Redemption or no uh, Last of Us, but it's a damn good game. You know, yeah. and we and we and we put work in, worked hard, but it, I also didn't crunch like I crunched on some games that are truly horrible, mm-hmm. right? So take that, take that for what you will. Okay. okay. <laughs> it just makes me sound. You left at five. You told your team to work harder, and then you saw them the next morning when you came in. Okay, that's what. I, that's how I got it. <laughs> All right, guys. I want to thank you for your time. Thank you, Ray. Uh, as always, uh, you can find him with his Twitter handle at Wateras, right? Uh, and W A D A R A S S. Feel free to tag him, argue with him, switch some uh, points with him. He's uh, he's always there and on tweeting. And uh, see you guys next month for the next roundtable, but also next Tuesday for the next Game Dev Unchained episode. Thanks, y'all. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you are liking the podcast, go to the Apple iTunes store and give Game Dev Unchained a five-star rating. This will help spread the joy and love and exposure for the podcast, and we thank you very much. If you want to continue the conversation, go to our Discord, which can be found on our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at BlueChamps, B-L-U-C-H-A-M-P-S. You want to catch these episodes live every Tuesdays and Thursdays, go to twitch.tv forward slash blue underscore champs. Email me any of your concerns or questions that you want me to read aloud at the beginning of each episode at info at gamedevunchained.com. And if you want to further support us and help unlock the next feature, which is the voicemail future, go to patreon.com forward slash blue champs this gives listeners a chance to kind of call in leave a message for both me and the guests to answer your deepest darkest questions and comment on your deepest darkest secrets thank you everybody